Hi guys, it's Tony Robbins. You're listening to Habits and Hustle. Crush it. Tony Robbins is an entrepreneur and number one New York Times bestselling author, a philanthropist, and the nation's number one life and business strategist. For more than over four decades, millions of people have enjoyed the warmth, humor, and transformational power of Tony's business and personal development events. Mr. Robbins is also the author of six international bestsellers. He is also the chairman of a holding company comprised of more than 70 privately held businesses with combined sales exceeding six billion annually. He has been honored by Accenture as one of the top 50 business intellectuals in the world, by Harvard Business Press as one of the top 200 business gurus, and of course, Fortune Magazine's recent cover article named him the CEO Whisperer. He has been named in the top 50 worth magazine's 100 most powerful people in global finance for three consecutive years. Mr. Robbins is also a leader called upon leaders. He has worked with four U.S. presidents. Residents, top entertainers from Aerosmith, Green Day, Usher, Pitbull, and the list continues. He's worked with sports teams, athletes. I mean, this guy does it all. And if that wasn't enough, he's also a leading philanthropist. Through his partnership with Feeding America, Mr. Robbins has provided over 600 million meals in the last six years, and he's on track to provide 1 billion meals by 2025. It has been one of my favorite interviews to date. He was one of the top three people that I wanted to sit down and speak to when I started Habits and Hustle. So it was an honor to have this opportunity. And uh, I hope you enjoy listening to this episode as much as I enjoy doing it. I think the most obvious question, um, and I have a thousand for you, but we're going to keep it like this, is you've been doing this for over four, four, like 40 years, 43 years already. And you're clearly, well, in my opinion, and thousands and millions of others, the best at, at what you do in the world. Would, no, you're welcome. And it's the truth. And by the way, it's at your 60th birthday party. And that, this to oh. me, yes. Yeah, and um, $18 million there for Underground Railroad for children that are enslaved there. And uh, I added another $3 million, So they've really done it. We're going to save 25,000 children, like a small city. It's just gorgeous to be able to help these oh. kids. No one's reaching. So that's very kind of you to show up for that. Oh, and not only, by the way, I also gave a lot of money to that too, because it was so moving. Yeah. yeah. And it was, there was not a one dry eye in the house with that whole thing. Yeah. I was bawling like a baby at that. He was, Me too. <laughs> right. And he's yeah. actually coming on the podcast because I reached out to him. Oh, to yeah. Right, oh, after I, wonderful. right after I saw him, I was like, this guy is like so incredible. And he was supposed to be on the podcast right before COVID hit. And so everything had to get re, you know, rejigged. Yeah. But I love that organization. It is unbelievable. Yeah. Um, but from that, from that room, and just that's one small little um, example of what you kind of ignite in people gutturally. I mean, better than anybody I have ever seen, felt. It's amazing. And I, I want to know, and I, I'm sure you get asked this a ton, but what is that secret sauce that you have? Why do you think, I, it's, it's obviously a God-given talent, but what do you think it is that just that you have that just resonates and gets to people gutturally like it is? That's a great question. I, people ask me versions of this question a lot, but uh, it probably sounds trite, but it's it, my soul. I believe it's true. I think it's love. I, I love yeah. people. I love, I hate seeing somebody suffer. 
uh, I suffer enough in my childhood so severely that it's just like, I can't look at somebody else suffering without feeling it in, in my gut. So I think the reason I reach people in their gut is that's where I come from. Uh, right. I'm, not just, I'm not in my head. I'm driven by my heart. And you know, I'm sure that sounds corny, but it's true. And I, I really believe that motive does matter. That if your motive is just to get something for yourself, there's nothing wrong with that because you're part of life. And I believe life supports whatever supports more life. But if you're trying to, you know, if a bumblebee is trying to go get what it wants out of the flower, it'll get the nectar. But, you know, there's a larger purpose behind it all, right? Those legs right. get attached to the pollen. That's why we have more flowers. So you going after what you want, supporting yourself, you're going to get a certain level of insight. But my belief is motive does matter. If your goal is to take care of a family, you know, your own family, you're going to get a different level of insight because you're supporting more of life. If your goal is to support a community, you get a different insight. If your goal is to support humanity, not corny like your virtue signaling, but yours, you know what's in your soul. No one else has to know. And when you're truly trying to do that, the kinds of answers you get when you're in a place of service are so different than when you're just trying to get for yourself. But again, there's nothing wrong with getting for yourself because everything affects everything in a positive right. way over, over time. But I think the other part is I, I've never lost my hunger. You know, I have a hunger to make a difference, a hunger to not settle, a hunger to reach people, a hunger to see people lit up, a hunger to free people from whatever, you know, externally or internally is limiting them. And I think, you know, every person I've ever met who is extraordinary at what they do, and there's so many people in the world that are extraordinary at different things, I love them. I love to meet them. I love to, to, you know, absorb what they believe and how they go about things. But the one common denominator is that sense of hunger, that mm-hmm. sense that you're here to serve something more than yourself. Because you know, when, you're, when you're doing that, you just get a different level of energy, a vitality, a strength, a drive that most people think is extraordinary. But I think anybody can have it. But you got to fall in love with something other than yourself. You know? mm-hmm. <laughs> and unfortunately, people today... We are, we've been, we've allowed technology to start to take control of us. I mean, you know, see people that pick up their phone and bang on it because it's not happening fast enough. I mean, give it a moment. It's going to a satellite. You know what I mean? It's like, come on. But what yeah. happens for people is we become so impatient. We expect everything to come to us the moment we want it. Right. And it's turning us into selfish people. And the other part of social media is, you know, you, I'm sure you've read all the studies. People project something different than what they are. You know, I should I should shave right now. I should make everything perfect. I should do the right filters on this shit. But there's, exactly. no real, there's nothing real to that. And so I think people are starving for real, but simultaneously they're still competing with, you know, whoever else is on social media to try to make their life look good. And so what it makes is a life more about me instead of about we. And then now I'm sure, you know, you probably saw the documentary, The Social Dilemma. Did you, did you yes, see Yes, I did. Of course. Yes. Well, most people have. Now you start to see that social media, they're not evil, but they're, they're not to get what they want. And to get what they want is keep you online. How do we keep you online? Inflame you. Reinforce what you already believe and then inflame you and make you only see life a certain way. I mean, if you go on Google and you're in one city and you talk about global warming, you look it up. It talks about it's a farce. Another one, it says it's the most evil thing that's going to destroy our planet. Depends on who you are and what you're looking for. They feed you what strengthens you online. And so we're living in a world where a lot of people are not fulfilled, not just because of COVID. COVID has just magnified it because we have to be with ourselves and with our family for the first time for an extended time. (laughs) But I think think what's going to come out of it is people having to grow because you can't stay like this in a shutdown mode forever. And I think there are already people starting to say this, this four letter word that made this country work, it's called risk. 
Yeah. None of this country would exist unless people want to risk their lives. And now we're afraid to walk outside your your children. The chances, according to the CDC, of your children dying from COVID is virtually nothing. There hasn't been a kid under 18 that's died without at least four comorbidities, which include cancer, heart disease, diabetes, poisoning, right? Poison, yeah. We have lost track. And so for me, I feel like our mission is to wake people up again and show them what they can control. You can't control the outside world. But you can control the inside one and you can influence the outside one. And the combination of that can allow you to still create an extraordinary quality of life regardless of this winter season. That's the other thing. I want people to know winter's not forever. I mean, when things right. are going great, people think it's going to go great forever. They get deluded. When it's going terrible, things are going to be terrible forever. You know, the, the day always follows the night. You know, yes. spring always follows winter. So this winter is going to be longer than we want, I promise you. Longer than we'll feel fair. And there's all kinds of controls that are going in place. But I also think people are waking up and we have the tools to change our lives. And when the season changes, you want to be prepared so you can make life you know, the standard you want it to be. No, absolutely. I agree. And I, I do believe that even now more than ever, people are craving that authenticity, like you were saying at the beginning. Yes. And to, to your point about what's happening now with this pandemic, so many people are, are knocked down, right? To their, and, and they need to get back up. Right. And you know, can you give us some strategies or tools what can, that can help people get back up, be more resilient, and yeah. even be better than they were before? Yes. Uh, for 44 years, my 44th year doing this, I started <laughs> when I was two, of course, right? Yeah, I know, right? Of course. Uh, two and a half. I'll give what I've really been fascinated by over my career is using science to understand human emotion because our emotions control everything. So when you're, when you're in a place like it's over, nothing's going to work, Nothing is going to work because your emotions literally make your biochemistry drop through the floor. There's no active part of you. And most people, when they've been fearful for a long period of time, they become muted as well. They often get sad or depressed because they feel out of control, right? So right. what I look at is what can you control? And there's a couple things you control. The first thing you can control is your body. So one of the things we're doing, and we're doing this, you know, this comeback challenge. I did one last summer in July, and I thought everybody's stuck at home. They got nothing. I got to help these people. And I didn't have a way to figure out to do an event yet. So I was like, you know, I'll call Eric, my buddy at Zoom. Let's see if we can do something larger than anybody's done. So we got almost 400,000 people we trained for a week. Extraordinary. And people on <gasps> Facebook sharing back and forth and turning things around. But one of the things that you can start with is to know you're not going to find a great answer in a low energy level. And low energy creates a low attitude, a low psychology. Everything's horrible. Nothing can be fine. You know what it feels like if you're totally exhausted. You know, little things feel like they're a big deal. Absolutely. So transforming your energy is the most important thing. And so one of the things I do every single day is I take control of the two things that shape that. Number one is my body. So it's training. It's running. It's walking. It's lifting. The minimum thing I do every single morning in my life, I have a simple ritual, which is I jump in 56 degree water. I have these cold plunges I built and I'm fortunate to have more than one home. So if I'm traveling, that's where I go. I start my morning. No, there's never been a day, not one, Jen, where I woke up and was like, I can't wait to jump in that 56 degree water. <laughs> never. But I do it for two reasons. Number one, when you jump in that water, in two seconds, every part of your body is flush with fresh blood because it rushes everywhere. It is not pleasant. Yes. When you get out, it's unbelievably pleasant. But more importantly, I've trained my brain not to negotiate with myself. I don't go up to there and go, oh, it's a little cold. Let me wait a minute. Maybe tomorrow. Maybe in five minutes. It's like I've trained my brain. When I say go, we go. And when I live in my home in Sun Valley, Idaho, I was just there. I walk through the snow and I jump in the river, which is 
usually about 39 degrees to give you an idea to 42 degrees. Yeah. So that mental discipline, not only the physical, it, it gets everything flushed. And then you're like, I'm going to crush it. Nothing's going to stop me. Your physiology comes first. If you change the way you move, the way you breathe, the way you gesture, I, I'll give you an example. I've been teaching this for decades to, you know, four decades to athletes, billionaires, you know, businessmen, the average public. And about four years ago, Harvard did a study and it was just, it wasn't on moves, it was power postures. And they showed if you stand like Wonder Woman with your hands on your hips or Superman or something and your shoulders are back, that literally in two minutes, you increase the amount of testosterone released in your bloodstream, whether you're a man or woman, doesn't matter, by 25%. You reduce cortisol, which is the stress hormone, by 30%. And your chances of taking action to do something you thought was risky goes up by 30%. So literally two minutes, I don't have people to stand like this position. I show people how the tempo I'm speaking, the way I gesture. If I said to you, this is really important, and over the next six months of this conversation, <laughs> you know, we're going to do this, it changes, it changes your biochemistry, not only mine, but yours too. So learning to use your body to literally change your biochemistry so your mind works differently is one of the most important things to do. The second thing is you've got to make sure you take control of your focus. And like most of us think we're thinking on our own, that we get our ideas on our own. But I, I think you might be familiar with a concept, psychological concept called priming. Mm -hmm. And what priming is, is you get trained to think a certain way. And then you think it's your thoughts, but it's the way you're trained. Like, for example, they did a study at Harvard where they took a group of actors and they had a, one group go to 100 people. They split it up 50-50, another group. They did a man and woman, have them rehearse it. And here's all they did. Walk the people in airports, walk the people in uh, shopping malls, walk the people in parks. And as they walked up to them, the actor would do the exact same thing. They had a cup of coffee in their hand. They'd walk up to the person and say, excuse me, could you hold this for me for a second? And they put it in your hand as they look down and then they grab their phone and they type on their phone for a second. And then they go, oh, thank you so much and take the coffee cup back. It's all they did. And they all did it, the same facial expressions, same words. They rehearsed it all. And they did it for men and women. Interesting enough, half the people, they gave them a hot cup of coffee. Half the people, they gave them iced coffee. They then have somebody come by 10 minutes later, 10 to 15 minutes later with a clipboard who walks up the person with a $20 bill and says, hey, if you'll give me literally one minute of your time, I'll give you $20. There's no catch. I just want you to read this little story and answer two questions for me. 98% of people take the store, take the 20 bucks. And so some people don't take the 20 bucks. They just read it and do it. But 98% of people do it. Here's what's crazy. They're, one of the core questions is, out of the story, how would you describe the main character? What are their qualities? What, how would you describe their character traits? Out of that group, 81% of people are given iced coffee, said the person is cold, same story, uncaring, or they are not genuine. On the hot coffee, 80%, only 1% difference said the person is warm and they're generous. Now, all that happened was they're given a cup of coffee that was either iced coffee or hot coffee. You know, they did a, a deal where they took IBM's wow. logo and Apple's logo, and they showed it to people before they took a creativity test. The people looked at the Apple logo, think differently, scored 20% higher on the test on average. So I prime myself is what I call it every day. I get up in the yeah. morning. I'm not a meditator per se, but I do a meditative-like process. I'm not trying not to think of thoughts. Good luck with that shit, right? Right. But what I do is... <laughs> I take myself through these three phases. And the first phase is I get, I change my body strongly. It's a breathing pattern. 
But then I focus on three things I'm grateful for. Now, that's not to be positive. It's because all the research shows that if you experience gratitude, it changes the two emotions that mess up your life, anger right, and fear. You can't be angry and grateful simultaneously. You can't be fearful and grateful simultaneously. So by bringing up real reasons, like a real moment, it could be from my childhood, it could be from yesterday, and feeling it and seeing and experiencing it, you activate that part of your nervous system. It's like most people have you know, a highway to stress and a dirt road to happiness. Every morning, I wire myself for 10 minutes. That's all it takes. I do three minutes of what I'm grateful for, three minutes of this process of kind of cleansing the body, and three minutes of seeing what I want to achieve and experiencing it. And I call it priming. Any of your viewers that want it, they can come to the, you know, obviously the to the comeback challenge here, this new world, new you. It's no charge for five days. I'm doing, I say an hour. I usually do two hours a day. Over from 100 countries. But you could also go to TonyRobbins.com forward slash priming, TonyRobbins.com forward slash priming. And there's a video that shows you how to do it. It only takes 10 minutes. And if you do it every day, it'll change what you focus on. It'll change what you feel. And it'll change the decisions you make. And you need your rituals. You're not going to do it just by setting a goal and saying, I'm going to go for it. It's like New Year's resolutions. Nobody follows through because they got the resolution, but they don't have a ritual. Rituals make it real. That's what makes you follow through. Absolutely. No, I, I'm, I'm a big believer in that. Exactly true. Can you tell us a little bit about your free five day challenge? I think it's I, I mean, I want to do it. I'm going to be I'm going to be signing up myself. But um, tell us a little bit about what people should expect, what you're planning on doing. Yes, it's, it's called New World, New You. And it's for free. There's no charge for it whatsoever. It's just I know people are stuck at home. I did this last July and it was amazing. As I said, we had almost 400,000 people. And then you'll stay in contact with the people through Facebook if you want to. So you continue to have a community helping you. So just a contribution I'm making. I get out of it seeing the impact. And if I make a huge difference, people tell people and I get more people that I get to serve. So but what it is, is each day we say an hour, an hour and a half, it'll prepare yourself probably two hours. But you'll love it. And we're taking each area of your life, your body, your emotions, your relationships, your finances, and your career or your business, creating your own economy. And I give wow. you some of the best tools each day. And then we have a Q&A interaction. And then I bring some special friends in, like Sarah Blakely's coming in on the financial day. She's the woman who created Spanx. She's yeah. the youngest self-made billionaire in the world. And you think she's just lucky, but then she shows you what she went through. And you go, holy shit, she went through her own version of COVID to get this thing done. And now she's you know youngest self-made female billionaire in the world. So you're going to meet some of the people that are my dear friends as well. So we, we show you practically how this really works and how you can make it work even in the middle of COVID. So it's a chance to kind of refresh your mind, your body, and your emotions a couple hours a day for free for five days in a row. It starts on January 21st. So it's seven days away. And uh, we right now it looks like we're going to have a little over half a million people that are going to participate with us. Amazing. Um, would you say, uh, is there a one common denominator you see in all the people that you deal with who are super successful? What would you say that one through line is between all of them? Well, I, I love, <laughs> I love incredibly intelligent people. I love wickedly smart people. But what I've learned over the years is you can be wickedly smart, and not fight your way to have a paper bag. Then intelligence right. is really valuable. But what's more valuable is what makes you use all of your ability. And mm-hmm. that is hunger. You look at anybody that you respect, anybody who has achieved an enormous amount in business or politics or finance or acting or anything else, and what do you find is they never lose their hunger. What I mean by hunger is that drive to be more, do more, share more, give more, expand more. They won't settle. People that settle, you know, they get excited to achieve a goal, like be fit for the summer or build my business to a certain level, and they get there, and it's like, now what? Because the purpose of a goal is not to get the goal. The purpose of a goal is what it makes of you to become that person. 
It's like my original teacher, Jim Rohn, used to say something I never forgot. He said, Tony, what you get will never make you happy. Who you become, that'll make you really happy or really sad. And so what what we're really trying to do is show people how to decide who you're going to become in this new world, because it's not going to go back completely to the old way. It's not going to stay the way it is either. But the world's changed. And unless you are prepared and you have a new plan to deal with that, it's going to be tough. So this is, you know, one week, a couple hours a day to say, let's put together a plan for your life and let's make it fun. And let's then connect you to a community of people that are also committed to making their life better and not settling because COVID or political divisions or whatever challenge you might be facing in your country. And again, there'll be people in it from more than 100 countries. So you have friends around the world. Amazing. It sounds amazing. It really does. I know we're... And what? I said, we're going to have a blast together. Oh, absolutely. I mean, just your energy, even just from this call, I'm like, I'm, I'm like ready to go. I wanted to start like now. I'm like looking at my watch. When's the 21st? Um, so yeah, no, it's amazing. And I, like I said, I know we're really like stuck with time. So I want to go through a few rapid fire questions, like go really easy ones. Okay. Cause it's, why not? Right. Sure. Uh, what's your, what's your favorite food? Pizza. Pizza. <laughs> what kind of pizza? Uh, cheese pizza. I do, you know, I do fake cheese pizzas. I, I'm pretty boring in this area because I've been oh. so strict in my diet because, you know, I get up and do an event and give you an idea. I burn 11,300 calories in an average event in one day to give you an idea. So I, I do the equivalent of two and a half marathons because I'm running around the building. Now I'm doing it, you know, in this studio I built with 50 foot ceilings, wow. 50 feet wide, and I can see everybody in their homes and pull them up and talk to them one-on-one. It's, it's pretty dynamic. But uh, I'm boring. I'm boring in that area. No, you're not. You're you're not. You're least. You're the least boring person I think I've ever met. Um, if is there one person you haven't met yet that you would like to have to meet? Like you, I'm sure you've met everybody under the sun. I mean, is there one person? Gosh, that's a great question. Um, usually, um, you know, I want to meet somebody. Something happens. We usually come together in some way. Uh, you know, maybe I met him once, just handshake, but. Uh, I, I'm fascinated by the career of Elton John, just because mm. he's been rocking for 42 years or something like that, whatever it is. Like you, you've, you've, you've got more time on him. You're 43. Yeah. But he's, you know, he's, I've seen him over the years evolve. And I grew up as a kid, he was, you know, much older than I was and was a superstar. So he might be an interesting person to meet. But usually, you know, I, I like people that aren't necessarily famous. I like to meet people that have overcome huge challenges. Yeah. People that, you know, have lost all their limbs and they're out there, you know, swimming and scuba diving. Those are the people I'm really attracted to is people that have overcome it because there's so much to learn from those people. The ones that have not let it stop them. Uh, Obviously some people clearly have been stopped by these types of situations, but the human spirit, that's what inspires me that we, we can do so much more than we think we can. It isn't some positive thinking bullshit. It's just the truth when you get out of your head. But most people get stuck in their head. I always say, get stuck in your head, you're dead. You got to get to your heart. Anyway, I'll give you your next question there, so I'll keep it fast. No, 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 I know, I know. And I, was, I, like, I would actually ask you more about skinning. How do you get out of your head? That's a big problem most of us have. But, you know, to keep it kind of moving, favorite movie and favorite pastime beyond, like, the stuff that you do daily. Jeez, so many great movies. I don't know, man. Um, I'm a gladiator, sent to the woman, Al Pacino, um, you know, um, those types of movies, I think, grab me the most. Even the, the old classics of that nature. I just, I love overcoming and seeing someone who's overcome something that's incredibly difficult. Um, and I'd say a favorite pastime, uh, I love to snowboard. And I, you know, that's something I love to do in the wintertime. I have a home in Sun Valley. I love scuba dive. Um, I love to race, you know, car race. Yeah. Those are all things I enjoy. I recently went and did racing uh, 70 kilometers uh, below the North Pole 
on ice for days and days and days in these unbelievable Porsche cars. And I tried to do it Lamborghini, but I couldn't fit. Driving as fast as you can on ice, swearing through the piece and learning oh. how to take control of it. It was a blast. My gosh. Well, okay. I Like I said, I know we got to wrap it. So I'm going to hopefully get to have a chance to properly to talk to you again and ask you oh. all my other <laughs> 77,000 questions I have for you. When, you. when, when do you think you're going to have another live event? Do you think it's going to be any time in the next year? Yes. Well, all the events I do now are live, but they're usually live through Zoom. And believe it or not, we've figured a way. It's not like some typical Zoom call. I hired six right, companies. Crazy, we have all yeah. this interaction. You can push a button and create the applause and pieces. We have like all these ways to interact. But uh, it looks like in the fall, we'll be doing my next big live event for about 20,000 people here in Miami uh, at the American Airlines Center. Amazing. Wow. Well, thank you so much for your time. It was really, I, even though it was short and sweet, but as I expected, you are everything and more than I could have expected. So, oh, you're very kind. Well, I hope people join us. If you want to join us, go to make2021myyear.com. Make2021myyear.com. There's no charge. And I look forward to serving you guys seven days from now. Perfect. On the 21st, it starts free for everybody. So, thank you so much, Tony. It's a pleasure. Take good care. Keep that I like that title. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. Take care, Jen. I look forward to seeing you again. Habits and hustle. Time to get it rolling. Stay up on the grind. Don't stop. Keep it going. Habits and hustle from nothing into something. All out. Hosted by Jennifer Cohen. Visionaries. Tune in. You can get to know them. Be inspired. This is your moment. Excuses. We ain't having that. The Habits and Hustle podcast. Powered by Habit Nest. This episode is brought to you by the Yap Media Podcast Network. I'm Hala Taha, CEO of the award-winning digital media empire, Yap Media, and host of Yap Young and Profiting Podcast, a number one entrepreneurship and self-improvement podcast where you can listen, learn, and profit. On Young and Profiting Podcast, I interview the brightest minds in the world, and I turn their wisdom into actionable advice that you can use in your daily life. Each week, we dive into a new topic like the art of side hustles, how to level up your influence and persuasion, and goal setting. I interview A-list guests on Young and Profiting. I've got the best guests, like the world's number one negotiation expert, Chris Voss, Shark, Damon John, serial entrepreneurs, Alex and Layla Hermosi, and even movie stars like Matthew McConaughey. There's absolutely no fluff on my podcast, and that's on purpose. Every episode is jam-packed with advice that's gonna push your life forward. I do my research, I get straight to the point, and I take things really seriously, which is why I'm known as the podcast princess and how I became one of the top podcasters in the world in less than five years. Young and Profiting Podcast is for all ages. Don't let the name fool you. It's an advanced show. As long as you want to learn and level up, you will be forever young. So join podcast royalty and subscribe to Young and Profiting Podcast or Yap, like it's often called by my Yap fam on Apple, Spotify, CastBox, or wherever you listen to your podcasts.